Hi everyone, I am back finally. I haven't got round to the Monday, Wednesday, Friday episode thing quite yet. I think that I'm soon going to be able to do that. I think my podcast channel soon is going to start to get more entertaining. I mean, like, it doesn't completely matter because, um, you know, because <laughs> literally, like, it's not like demanding so I can really upload whenever the fuck I want but because I want to take my podcast channel a bit more seriously because it definitely does help me otherwise I wouldn't want to do it and it's annoying because once I start talking it makes me feel like I'm having a conversation with someone else about the things I want to talk about and it's usually positive things um like in my podcast channel you would notice that I talk about a lot of negative things but I think I do that because I don't want to I don't want to make people feel like I don't know I'm giving a false example of I don't know like anyone's a regular person's life you know I consider myself to be a very average kind of human being um I watched this video recently I can't bloody remember who it was by I'll figure it out um it was the title of it was on YouTube and it was called um it was something to do with misery um i'm trying to search up actually right now basically it was talking about your dna and your genes and it was talking about how we're made up of you know dna and our DNA contains, um, you know, I don't know the science behind it, I'm not a biologist or anything, obviously, I literally just fucking make podcasts as a, you know, a habit, habit, a hobby, that's it, okay, that's the word I was looking for, it was just talking about how sometimes when you have a child, you might pass down Uh, they might get like a bad luck of genes because the genes you pass down to your children um, they really are quite random and yes they will be made up of you and your partner but they are also you know you are also made up of every of of your ancestors you you know at some point and it's like genes can be passed down and you might just have a child that will either be genetically really, really healthy or not that healthy, unfortunately. And it is, um, it's really sad, but like, I don't think I'm, you know, I don't think I'm that good, but I also don't think I'm that bad. You know, I feel like my genetic makeup is okay. I feel like there's a lot of things that, um, might have been passed down that just kind of makes me oh I don't know sometimes I just 
uh, like, but look, what I'm trying to say is, I'm now like four minutes in, and I've just been rambling and whatever. I've been really, really, really depressed lately, and I don't like talking about it. Um, I know my entire channel is literally me talking about therapy and my anxiety um, and stuff like that, but oh fuck, off! Oh, I went to carnival and. It was just one of them ones where, like, this guy wanted my number. I said no because my phone's broken. It wasn't a lie. And even if it wasn't broken, I wouldn't want him to have my number anyway because I don't know him. And so I just gave my Instagram. I haven't followed him back yet. And he, like, I just got a notification on my laptop. So I have Instagram on my laptop. A lot of people might be confused, like, oh, I thought you said your phone's broken, but you're on Instagram, fuck off. I have Instagram on my laptop, and I have WhatsApp on my laptop. Um, so, yeah, and it's not WhatsApp Web, I have the actual app on my laptop, because I have a Google Chrome, I have a Chromebook, and it has the App Store, so I can download most apps you can do on the phone onto my laptop. Let's see what this... Ew... Oh, he said, follow me back, Gabby Kiss. Well, that's for me to decide. Thank you very much, as it is my Instagram post. Um, my Instagram page, you know, whatever. So, um, yes. Sorry, I'm just, like, going through Instagram now. Fucking rude. I should, like, straight up just start over again. Look, what I'm trying to say for today is that I've got a job, I'm looking after this girl, meeting her mum today, I've met the girl before because my mum used to look after her and now my mum's got another job and is uh, doing more hours and so I'm looking after the girl instead because she just got back from a different country and she has been on holiday with her family and so obviously my mum wasn't needed and now that my mum's got a new job um, she like because I've been struggling to try and find a job like I recently had a job interview but I didn't go to it because A um, it wasn't properly booked they just messaged me saying I'm inviting you for an interview on like this date and that date was the day um, they didn't say what time to arrive we hadn't properly arranged it and I was contemplating on whether I wanted to go because I didn't know the area it was at a pub and I was still that fear kicked in again about coming back to my new area like Holston at night time because like Holston's a crap area like if you've been there before, you know what I'm talking about. There's, like, literally crackheads everywhere. And for anyone that lives in Holston, well, try lie to me and tell me that it's a nice area. Like, I dare you. Like, it's, like, literally a joke. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't want to come back to Holston at night time, because if you work in the pub, you're definitely 100% going to be finishing late hours um, and stuff like that 
and it's just going to be hard to get home if you're not in the local area like if you're walking in a pub like it's better to work in a pub that is in your local area like in the first pub that I worked in everyone lived very very close by and there was like I lived kind of close by at that time um but there was one guy that lived in East London and I was just like what the fuck how does he get home that's all I was thinking about because it's like a proper proper long walk from the pub to the station and what if like by the time he finishes work because he wasn't always like on a closing shift but whenever he was on a closing shift we would always finish at least past midnight we never finished before midnight ever and so usually most stations are like closed by then and trains take forever and you know just all of that stuff it's just like what the hell you know what I am actually wondering though is like most people when I was working there have left now the pub like even one of the like managers have left now because like just his, like just because of his own problems I don't think it had anything to do with the the job itself because it seemed like he he wanted to stay but he had like other problems in his life that he had to solve like I don't know the full story and it's not my place to talk about it anyway um that's why I just said it like as vaguely as I could um but anyway it's just like I really want to go into the pub just to see who works there like even like the the team um leaders have both left like one of them moved too far away the other one got a job elsewhere like a job that he really wanted which is amazing and I just you know even it's like it's just a matter of time until like until like the other people leave because they were complaining about the pay last time I was there and it was bad like the pay was shit and sometimes it feels like you're working long hours and you just like I don't know, it just feels like you're owning fuck all. Because on top of that, you get taxed for everything. Like, they take tax so goddamn seriously, which I get it, they're doing their job, but sometimes I think they do it wrong. <laughs> and I really, like, don't even know how I'm going to get a tax refund, because, like, I don't even know if, I, if I'm if i meant to have one, but I feel like it's going to go to the wrong address. Like, I feel, I feel like it's going to go to my old address, and I won't know what to do with that, so... I don't know. I don't know. It's just so confusing. Oh, fuck. I need to answer someone. Actually, okay, look. My girl, Abigail, just messaged me back and I fucking ignored her. Fuck's sake. Oh, I'm so bad at messaging. Okay, I'm back. I'm going to put my laptop on. Um, I'm going to switch my notifications off. I'm going to put on the do not disturb mode so that I don't get any more messages because it's very distracting I just messaged back my friend because I mean she deserves a reply back I didn't reply to her because I keep on looking at everyone's replies and my brain just goes what do I say like is my reply that important like do they really need to have a reply like if they ask me like how are you or something or they're just I don't know like I just 
don't have the motivation to reply at the moment, but she seemed like she really wanted to know. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to fucking ignore you, man. You know, just, oh my god. Oh, fucking hell. So I'm going to be working soon. Um, I'm meeting the mum today. And the good thing is, is my mum's coming with me. And she's going to... I don't know, they're going to give me the lowdown or whatever, the time what to do and, you know, I just have to meet her. I'm going to be look on, looking after her child. I'm going to be picking her up from school and everything and taking her home. I'm going to be holding her keys. I'm going to be entering her house. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense that she's going to be meeting me. Um, so I have to show my trustworthy charms today and... I don't know, show that I'm not an asshole and and everything. Um, and I won't feel scared about it because I have my mummy by me, which is like amazing because literally when I like, um, when I done my trial shift for the pub I worked in, I was shitting myself because like I've said before, I hate customers. I don't work well around them. I can't function very well around customers it's not all the time but it happens like at least you know a few times every single time I work um, around customers um, and usually managers in like the catering and hospitality industry are almost always assholes or they're just very very pushy for you know a very crap pay essentially so um, so one I done my like my troll shift at the pub was I asked my mum and her boyfriend to come to the pub so that I can serve them because I know who they are I don't feel scared about what they're gonna say I know what they want and you know I just felt I felt comfortable I didn't even see them while I was on my troll shift they had already ordered their drinks and they were sitting down and because I was on my troll shift I just didn't look around for them um, I kind of did but I didn't really. I didn't really see them, they weren't exactly hidden, they were kind of obvious to see, but um, it was just like the fact that I kind of, I don't know, I kind of knew that they were there, and I don't know, I I think it felt made me feel, actually no, to be honest, I still was shitting myself, it didn't really help that much, um, but when I did see them eventually, like I went out for a fag break when I was smoking then and I just like called my mum and I was like, where the fuck are you? And she was like, I've already ordered my drink, I'm already in the pub and I was like, what? You know, I couldn't see her, etc. Um, so yeah, I've got like this tin of Vaseline in my hand and I feel the need to kind of throw it. I feel like a bit frustrated but I'm, this is like my eustress, you know, I'm just trying to release a lot of stress that I've had because I'm trying to find ways to have it. There's something I actually want to talk about, so as I mentioned earlier, I've been super duper depressed. I went to carnival the last two days and it was so much fun. When I say last two days, I mean Sunday and Monday. I went there like around 6am, I mean, Jesus, 6am, doesn't even start at 6am, 6pm on Monday and like around that time and then like around 2pm on a 
Okay, I'm back. I just got interrupted because mother walked in. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, I have to like kind of wrap this up soon because I have to go to the shop and get some food, aka chicken shop again. Brap brap, you know. Anyway, what's the saying? Went to carnival. It was super fun. Um, I went with this guy, and I'm not gonna go into details about it because again. It is to do with my personal life. I'm just gonna give anyone listening that kind of imagery in their head and they can do whatever they want with their assumptions. I think that's fun. <laughs> I actually think assumptions are fun. Like I, lo- I know a lot of people get kind of offended by them, but I feel like those you know, assumptions tag videos on YouTube kind of make you realize how much fun assumptions really are. Because everyone wants to be a YouTuber just so that they can do the assumptions (laughs) like I wish I had already had like a YouTube career where I already had like I don't know a few thousand followers like enough followers so that I can get people's assumptions about me um so that I can see what other people think when they think of me um just to I don't know see what kind of impression I give on people and to see how well people know me and to see if people discover things about me that I didn't know about myself. I think that's the fun in like the assumptions video. I think everyone wants like a, a gross disgusting assumption like ooh I assume that you're a slut, I assume that you're a whore, you know all that crap you know or I assume you I don't fucking know just do some weird shit I don't know I feel like it would just be like a, a kind of a buzz for people so that they can kind of also there's some people out there where I feel like they want to prove people wrong about their assumptions um because they might think that and feel that about themselves and it might be a secret insecurity with someone's um but no I don't actually want a YouTube channel I feel like it's something that I should start because I have this friend called Devonte. Devonte, if you're listening hi <laughs> I just like slap my fingers as if I was like to point at you like it's Devonte. hey you know just if you're listening hi Devonte. you're the one that like suggested this to me you said it's on everywhere like it, it's not on everywhere it's on Castbox. it's on Spotify podcasts and it's, on, it's on iTunes podcasts but it's not on YouTube and I was like well I'm shy on YouTube and you know what when I watch other people's podcast channels on YouTube I love it, okay? I think it's a younger thing where we learn to... We, I feel like my generation has learned to observe. And I don't... I'm, I'm not trying to be naive here. I know that everyone naturally does it. I know that loads of people do it. Our parents do it all the time. I, you know, adults that are, like, generations above me have been doing it, you know, their entire life. But I feel like when, when it comes to technology or it comes to culture, like technology culture or I don't know just the way we interact on the internet really I feel like the older generation learnt to listen to radios um so if they listen to a podcast they are more likely to just click onto the podcast and listen to it in their with their earphones or just you know out loud whilst they're doing a chore or something which I've done before it's literally the best thing ever it's kind of hard though because I kind of end up like trying to tidy up my room and I end up just sitting there for ages because I'm trying to concentrate on what they're saying because it starts to get interesting or whatever and I love the conversation but it's more of like when it's a when it's a more casual co- like podcast 
and it's just a chit chat kind of funny comedy um podcast channel then it it is really really easy to get stuff done because you feel like you're finally not alone I feel like most people could get some stuff done but they just need help and that's me I just need help I don't like being alone and sometimes that is a bit hard to admit because I'm trying so hard to work on myself and be independent and do things by myself but and and get rid of like codependency issues but I feel like I need someone to help me whereas I think that's what podcasts are great for you don't actually have a physical person with you but you have the voice of another person that keeps you company like I think that's why people like podcasts because they keep some company without actually having to have anyone there most people don't listen to a podcast channel when they're with other people um it's usually a an activity you do by yourself and it can be very therapeutic and it makes you think it makes you feel engaged with other people like you can go on the internet and go on Facebook and see an argument or go on Twitter and let's all right Twitter's a perfect example you can go on Twitter and see an argument on Twitter that people are having and it might be interesting but it also might be kind of draining to read through especially when you see other counter arguments and stuff like that or things that you don't really agree with it can be so stressful. I feel really stressed out when I see an argument on Twitter because it's usually a bunch of really uneducated people who don't always completely know what they're talking about. And and there's a lot of selfish people on Twitter. There's selfish people everywhere, but people seem to really show on Twitter and I'm not sure what it is. I think it's this weird culture that has kind of developed online on Twitter um a lot of people that kind of shout their feelings and opinions and it might hurt people like for example um when there was the whole pro-choice pro-life thing there was a lot of idiots on twitter like okay look i know like me saying calling pro-life people idiots is is literally so fucking hypocritical because it could start an argument but if you truly do believe that you're pro-life and you have your reasons and you believe in your heart and your soul or whatever the fuck that you shouldn't kill a fetus um because you know it it has the equivalent of a human rights then you know that's your opinion and you should stand by it if you truly believe in it, it's like religion, just because someone, you know, like, gives a good analogy as to why, um, I don't know, God doesn't exist, that doesn't mean you should allow something, allow one person's argument to, you know, um, fight against yours and, and beat you, because it means you're a true believer, like, if you truly, truly, truly believe that a fetus should have the same rights as any other human, then, you know, whatever, that's your opinion, but I hugely fucking disagree with you, but we're not here to have that pro-life, pro-choice debate, it's just like, when you see on Twitter people using the hashtag pro-life, and you see them show the anger that they have, and them talking about God, and oh my god I can't even fucking start on this because it will just end up into a fucking argument look guys in case you haven't fucking like 
realised by now, and you fucking should have, I think. I am pro-choice all the fucking way. Anyone who's pregnant, you can do whatever the fuck you want with your body, okay, in the right country. Don't do it illegally, or, you know, unless you're desperate, but, you know, if you need to give birth because you will, like, end up getting killed if you if you don't, um, or, some, or you will end up with a, a fine, or if you go to jail, if you get um, sanctioned for having um, an abortion, um, then I think what I would do is I'd give birth and I would probably sell it. Yeah, I'd sell it. Like, you can't put price on the child, but if it's convenient for you and you wasn't able to afford to get a secret one, I don't know, like, I don't know. You know, it's just like, oh, uh, or if you, like, need the money, um, or just, you know, you don't need to sell it. You can just, like, give it up for free, like, put it up for adoption. Um, like, if you feel like you're actually at risk or, and you feel like you, you know, it wouldn't go down well. Because I went to, like, an abortion and contraception, the abortion and contraception museum in Vienna when I went there last year. It was super interesting. And the methods people used and still use to give themselves an abortion is so dangerous. Like, it's so dangerous um, to try and do it on yourself. Incredibly dangerous. The the tools that were used and, you know, there's people have used sticks and I don't know how the sticks work, but that was one of the examples that it showed to try and give, to try and, you know, give yourself an, an abortion. The, um, the sticks put up your vagina. I don't fucking know what you do with them. I don't know how to do it. And I don't really plan on trying that either. Um, but I feel like that's why, like, think about it. So many women, like, our mental health seems to go seriously down after having an abortion. Like, the guilt you carry with it, the, um, I don't know, the aftermath, like, the hormones changing again, um, the type of procedure you might have had, um, the shame that people give people for having them, the, it's just everything, um, that carries with it, I think. I feel like if you treated an abortion as any other kind of procedure, I'm not saying that you should, like, be free with sex because you should still stay healthy and stay clean and make sure that the person you're sleeping with doesn't have an infection or something, um, a virus or anything like that that could put your health at risk, but you know, um, you should still take care of yourself, you shouldn't, you know, abortions, having loads of them can still fuck up your, your system, um, and you might end up wanting to have a child, and if you have too many abortions, it will start to, I heard, I'm not sure if it's completely true, I haven't fact-checked, but I heard that it, um, like, decreases, like, it, it, it increases your risk of fertility, later um you know just the more you have so i feel like just be careful um make a decision before you even have sex you know would you ever have an abortion yes or no why 
you know, think about these questions and, you know, at the start you'll probably say, no, I could never do that, blah, 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 but I don't know, sometimes just think about everything that you experience and think if you are, if you think you're actually strong enough to make sure your child doesn't go through the same things as you do or worse and I feel like that's just like one thing I'm just so fucking worried about when it comes to having a child like I just don't think I want one um which I think is kind of sad because again the society makes you feel like you should have children at least one um I don't know especially when it comes to being a woman there's like uh, you know, we go through these women rights and these acts and these movements and we try to prove to men that we are strong, you know, or we give birth and sometimes I feel like some women would probably give birth just to prove to people that they can and I just don't feel the need to prove it. I'm sure I'd go through pregnancy well, I wouldn't, I fucking wouldn't go through pregnancy well. I would absolutely, I just feel like I would be in so much fear the entire time, just thinking, is this the right decision? Have I done the right thing? Am I really about to put a child on this earth with the genes that I have? You know, I just, oh, so many things that I worry about. And it does drive me insane. But anyway, um, what I also really want to talk about is instincts and motivation and I feel like one thing about being depressed is you start thinking about people who kind of snap out of it and snap out of a bad mood or you know like those like stereotypical kind of really bad things like what you should not say to a to a depressed person and one of the examples would be don't say to them to snap out of it. I kind of want discipline. I feel like when you get depressed, you lose discipline, you lose, you, you don't lose it, you kind of unlearn it. You unlearn how to live life, you unlearn how to survive, you unlearn a lot of things and it's so frustrating and what I want to do is I want to learn how to live again and I want to learn how to have routine because routine is so important for me anyway I don't have a routine and when I was in Norwich for the short amount of time that I was there I ended up making a routine table um, a schedule of what I do every day and I can start doing that again soon because I'll be working and um, yeah, it's just like, I watched the last reason, uh, reason, the last season of 13 Reasons Why, and the, so if you guys haven't watched it, there's this character called Hannah Baker, her mum, we're just gonna call her Mrs. Baker, I don't know what her first name is, um, she, so if you guys don't know what it is about, like Hannah Baker is the main character, or she's not kind of the main character um, in the first season, and she commits suicide, and her mum in the third season 
said something so important and she said that her daughter Hannah Baker lost the instinct the most important instinct which is to survive and I don't know I feel like that is like such an important line something really important to learn I feel like if you think about all of the bad decisions you make in your life we do it by instinct and people always say listen to your gut when usually listening to your gut can sometimes be one of the worst things you can do because I think that it gives us mixed messages we have an instinct to alright so what I want to talk about with carnival I know I mentioned it a few times I haven't given the full story went to carnival Monday then after carnival I went to Hyde Park with a few friends um, I started to smoke weed and then I whited out so for you guys who don't know what the fuck that is because a lot of people seem to not know what it is I don't know what it, what it was I had this same I've had this experience before but I didn't know what it, what it was it was really confusing my mum told me what it was because I told her what happened because she smokes weed as well so it's like I'm not hiding anything from her anyway I wiped it out and it just means that I don't know like it happens when so I drank alcohol I drank alcohol earlier that day then I smoked weed then after like a few minutes after I smoked I got it's like if it see you and say we're all just extremely fucking stoned your body goes into panic mode you're in like a fight or flight mode that's this is what happened for me anyway um your sugar levels drop so you need to have some sugar so that you your sugar levels can go back up again so that you your body is in a more stable state my legs feel kind of wobbly and tense at the same time so they felt kind of wobbly and hard to it's because i was panicking and my lower legs like they were so tense for so long that the next day even after my body had relaxed um my lower lo- my lower leg muscles were a bit cramped and they still they still kind of are but a little bit but the cramp is kind of you know it's it's releasing itself it's going away very very slowly but it is going away anyway um it's like the the panic lasts for quite a few hours it makes me feel extremely dizzy it doesn't feel nice it reminds me a lot of when i had my spice trip and my spice trip was extremely traumatizing it was the most terrifying feeling state i have ever been in in my entire life and it felt like hell and I know a lot of people describe many things like hell but it literally felt like I was in hell because ask anyone who has taken spice before and had a bad trip from it it literally makes you feel like you're in hell it you're fully convinced that you're in hell or that you're dead like I thought I died and I thought wow I'm gonna be feeling this for the rest of of time you know forever and ever and ever like I thought I was like gonna wake up you know in a coma and and 
someone was going to switch off the machine. You know, I was so scared. I was terrified. I really, really, really thought I had died or that I was definitely going to die. Um, it was complete and utter... Like, even talking about it makes me... Oh, it gives me a lot of anxiety, so I try not to talk about it. Sometimes talking about things does help, but if it does give you more anxiety than it than stress relief, then maybe don't. Maybe you have to allow your body, your mind to forget it and unlearn that feeling and those thoughts in order for you to move on. So just think about it like that. I think that a lot of people, every time someone commits suicide, everyone says, talk to people, talk to people, talk, 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 talk to people about what's going on, don't keep it in to yourself, but also, I think, do not make the mistake of talking about things for the sake of talking about them if it does not help, if it makes you feel worse every single time you talk about the same thing that makes you so upset and so hateful and I don't know and you start self-loathing from it then maybe not talking about it and forgetting about it every time it comes into your head distract yourself and keep on learning to do that eventually you will get there and it's just it takes practice that's all and it will hurt maybe every single time but if you keep practicing and trying to figure out if talking about it does help and if talking about it doesn't then you know you just need to figure it out really that's what I do it's like recently I've been trying to force myself to talk about my depression but I get worried that if I talk about it and it doesn't go away then I start to convince myself that I'm just doomed I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life and it's not true because I go through these phases and it's very annoying like it starts off with like a few months I don't know I kind of like go through like I don't know I don't really know how to describe it um but I've been like this for like a few months now and it's been quite heavy and it's slowly slowly starting to come out because I'm learning to go out more and do things that I enjoy, I'm starting to learn more about myself, I'm starting to learn that actually I think I have to be an active person, which is probably why doing a podcast is so goddamn easy for me, because I have a lot of shit to talk about, and I'm keeping myself active this way, um, you know, I just, oh, I feel like you really can do anything in with, like, combinations of things around you that make you happy and make you feel less alone um so i yeah i just feel like if you have the right resources around you and the right team around you um like when like and the right replacements for your team um you know you really can just i don't know you really can just do anything you just have to figure that out, which is going to be the hardest part, because it takes time, it takes effort, it takes experience, it takes trial and error, um, but I suppose, you know, it's okay, because we have, you know, an entire life to figure it out, and, you know, once we die, we die, and we can't do anything about it, so I think that instead of just, like, allowing yourself to rot, 
maybe just enjoy life. And I know that everyone says it, but I think it's actually true. Um, like, there is, like, absolutely no point to life. But that's the point, you know? It's like, there's no point, so why, what's the point in being miserable? Like, it, we have these instincts where our body tells us that being happy feels a lot nicer and better and more powerful than being sad, but being sad and being depressed feels more powerful and we are always actively working towards trying to be happy again, so why not just say to yourself, fuck it, I should be happy, I want to be happy all the time, and of course it's hard to achieve and you shouldn't be happy all the time and naturally you'll be sad from time to time and everything, blah blah blah, but I don't know, I feel like we need to think about our instincts and what we go for. See, when I was at, like, Hyde Park and there was weed in front of me, I knew that there's a chance and there was a risk that I was going to white out again and have the same experience again, but I thought to myself, I'm not on my medication anymore, so I should be fine, that was my logic. So I took some, and I took two tokes, ten minutes later, started whiting out, so it's my instinct was I've been depressed I want to get happy again in order to try and survive and I've been at carnival it's made me really happy weed um, is known for making people more happy and giggly and everything so um so I should smoke weed in order to get more happy, you know, like, amplify my happiness, and even though, you know, my instincts were telling me two different things, you know, I felt two different things, my logic was like, don't take it, my instinct was like, do, do take it, it will make you happier, and you are trying to achieve happiness, and you know, didn't work, so, yeah, I was like, yeah, I just, I'm just gonna stay away from drugs, I'm gonna stay away from the illegal ones anyway, I have ibuprofen and codeine in my drawer for when I'm on my period, but, like, they were good, but the thing is that I just tell myself that they were good, but actually it doesn't really do anything, you know, it doesn't really do anything, like, it does do something, it, it, like, helps with my pain, um, you know, numb those pain receptors, whatever the fuck they, it, it does, I don't know, um, it helps a little bit, but I just think, oh, codeine is linked to, I don't know, making people feel a bit better, and I don't know, a bit tired, but in a good way, you know, you don't feel a bit, you don't feel rotten, you just feel better, um, I think we need to figure out our instincts. I think we need to go through life and let life happen the way it does. But don't com- don't say yes to everything. I feel like this is one thing, something new that I'm learning, is that after therapy, you want to go through experiences and challenge yourself and see how you survive and see how you cope with them. But sometimes I've been taking it a bit literally and I'll say yes to everything. 
I don't say yes to everything. I don't go to the job interview. You know, I have had chances to apply for other jobs and more jobs. I didn't because even though I've had experience with it before and I probably could have got a job by like a long time a long time ago, I didn't because I knew that it wouldn't make me feel good enough. I'd feel way too stressed out and I'd be earning shit money. Like I'm gonna be earning minimum wage for a while. Um, what's the you know, if there's so many jobs that offer minimum wage, um, because it's the minimum required amount of pay. So and lots of companies are gonna do that. Because why wouldn't they? They need employers. They need employees. They need but they also need to pay for labour. And that requires taking away some of their profit and giving it to their workers. So they're gonna just give them the minimum. But anyway, um anyway, anyway. If you're gonna be doing a minimum wage job, why not just do one where it makes you feel comfortable? Like some people would say being a waitress or a waiter or a bartender is more prestigious than being a kitchen porter, but you're earning the same money and you're literally on the same money and it's not really about who does less, it's more about what makes you more comfortable because it's, I don't think it's necessarily about how physically hard it is. It, like, of course it is sometimes, but it's also just more about, like, the balance. It's, like, how physically hard is it? How, and can your, like, will your feelings get damaged? You know, will your self-esteem go down? Will, you know, will you be able to cope well? Because with me... I usually can't cope well around customers, like I've said that before, like I hate it, and even with children, right, even with children, I am not good, and I'm going to be looking after a child, but I've met this child, she is also older than a toddler, and usually toddlers and younger, I find very difficult, I get very highly stressed out, because I know that they're like fresh, (laughs) they're like fresh meat, and they're brains are so fragile and young and their bodies are you know they they are completely and utterly dependent on the adult that's looking after them they have no skills to survive at all they are also usually always all the same so I don't know I just like I've met the girl before that I'm going to be looking after. She's super lovely. She's sometimes a bit moody, but I can deal with that. And she's also older than a toddler, so she's not going to be too difficult. You know, I don't have to, like, change her nappy. She's not going to run away everywhere um, that she shouldn't be going to. She's not going to bump into a fucking wall. Um, She's not going to climb into the oven. She's not going to fall off the bed. She's not going to... You know, she's not going to fall down. It's like, if I put her on, on the sofa, she's not going to be like, oh, look, it's the floor, I want to crawl on it, and not understand depth. She's going to know what depth is. She can literally, like, her feet can, like, almost touch the ground when she sits down. I know this because I've seen it, you know. And she's just, like, she's just lovely. I've met her before, and I feel like 
yeah, it would be nice to look after someone because it would teach me to look after myself. I'll be working um, and I'll know what time I have to pick her up from school and stuff like that. And it will give me a routine. I know what I'll want to do in the hours before I meet her. I'm not just going to, you know, work, stay up late, um, wake up late and be in a rush to get dressed and get changed and have, have a wash or whatever and eat food and everything because I'll be picking her up from school which will either be around 2.30 or 3.30 or maybe later usually around that kind of time though which gives me time to do some stuff during the day and it means that I will be able to wake up at a decent time, go to sleep at a decent time and when I do wake up at the decent time I have a good few hours to do stuff during the day such as clean my room, go to the gym, cook some food, do some grocery shopping um, and that leads me to the next thing that I really want to do when I start working. I'm going to be saving up and I'm going to be researching um, microphones that I should use for my podcast channel. I'm going to be getting in contact with some friends that want to do a podcast channel with me and my podcast channel is going to be involving more people. So I, yeah, I can't wait for that. We're like on what, episode 55 now? I think maybe, or I think maybe around episode 70 we'll have someone new um, in joining in with me. Um, I'm not sure how, I feel like the podcast episodes will probably be a similar amount. It will probably be around an hour. It will probably be definitely an hour though because I talk so much by myself um, and if I feel like I need help filling in the gaps, the other person will help me with that because, I don't know, I really do, like, I have some friends where I'm able to have a, I don't actually know, I have zero friends where the conversation sticks to one topic, it never ever happens like that, and I don't really want it to happen like that, I kind of do just so that my podcasts can make a bit more sense because to me in my head I think to myself when people listen to me they think what the fuck am I talking about like where is this going why have I gone off track so many times um but at the same time I feel like most people who would listen to my podcast channel also kind of want to listen to me as like a background noise which by the way, not offended by it. That is just how people behave when they listen to podcasts. That's what I do. Sometimes I don't really know what people are saying. And you know how like you kind the information kind of gets delayed. I feel like that happens with me when I listen to podcasts. I will listen to one. I don't properly pay attention, but when they start to say more information about what's going on the information they gave me before starts to link in my head and I start to understand what they're genuinely talking about and I get the picture built up in my head that they're trying to give me and what they're trying to teach me and everything so that's what I'm going to do. I need to do a lot of research on what type of microphones to use. I need to start clearing out my laptop. I need to delete a bunch of stuff. Soon, I the, My problem is, is that my biggest storage you know my the thing that takes up most storage I think 
it's probably my photos um but I don't want to delete them I'm one of those holders I keep conversations when I can if it gives me like if it reminds me of like my history and I know I'm like stuck in the past all the fucking time or whatever but when something or someone is significant in my life um I don't I want to be able to remind myself of good memories I had with them and if I'm able to keep evidence of that then you know it just makes me feel better it just reminds me of who I am and who I have associated myself with and those people who have helped me build the person that I am today and the person that I want to be and stuff like that um it's like I downloaded I have whatsapp the the whatsapp app on my laptop and yesterday I managed to switch on my phone for like literally like a minute and I they sent a code to my phone so that I can verify it and then transfer basically my whatsapp from my phone onto my laptop and even though my phone is switched off and not connected to anything I still get the same messages I get on whatsapp and I can message my friends etc it's really good it's super good and I saw like a message um on my whatsapp that it from from like my ex-partner and it literally has our first conversation on whatsapp almost down to the last I would want to say but it's not quite I'm not quite sure it doesn't have every single chat that we've ever had but it has most of them but it definitely has the ones that we had before when we were just friends which is amazing to me because despite the fact that we don't talk to each other now it's just the fact that my experience with him is still important to me and it was very important to me when we were together and when we were friends that he was such a great friend and he was so fun to talk to he you know, I liked listening to it's. I can literally listen to his voice notes that he sent me but when we were friends. And that might be a bit dangerous because I might start thinking about him again, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to think about him again anyway, so I don't really see the matter with it. I'm not obsessing over our past conversation because I could literally just listen to him all night if I really wanted to, but I didn't. I literally listened to like a few voice notes that he sent me before and I just stopped I couldn't be bothered to go through the rest it was too long um so I just stopped I just got off it it was enough for me to just remind me that even though some people in your past aren't necessarily in your life now and you went through experiences that did upset you and you put your them through experiences that upset them as well it's nice when there's evidence that one time once upon a time you two did have a really nice relationship and the fact that you may have a negative image on someone in your head and it might haunt you and it might make you think why did I spend so much time with this horrible person um it's not always true I don't think about that with my ex-boyfriend by the way I just um I don't know I like I wrote in my diary that I think everyone after they break up with their partner they go through like a fuck you phase 
where they think of like all of the negative things about their partner to try and get over them and they just keep on thinking fuck you like what the fuck kind of thing why did I put up that you know kind of thing um but um no I forgot what I was gonna say I just like heard my mum so I think she's really gone to the shop oops (laughs) she knew I was doing a podcast she went she like knocked on my door she heard me talk alright well look I'm gonna go okay um I'm gonna be buying a new microphone soon more than one again start off with two and buy the equipment that I need uh organise my friends to come and see me and we can do a podcast together or try and figure out the location that we're gonna record in and then yeah that's it I'm gonna go now um I don't think I really finished my last point but I'm hoping you guys get what I'm talking about this podcast was quite easy to get through it feels like I started it like 10 minutes ago but I didn't it's been almost an hour so I'm gonna shut up now and see if my mum has gone to the shop because she if she did then she got us food which would have would have just been great but you know I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna go um thanks for listening it was so good that very therapeutic if this helped you that's great but I also want people to start getting involved with discussions and conversations so if you want to talk let's talk um I don't know guys I just want other people to make podcast channels so that they can respond to mine and I can respond to theirs oh it'll be great just yeah if any of you have a podcast channel please send me your link so I can listen to yours and maybe give you some feedback some like opinions on my channel I think it would just be fun to do um but yeah I'm gonna go now thanks for listening and goodbye